Greetings, welcome to today's podcast. I'm Fernando, I am an alcoholic. Let's go ahead and open this meeting with a moment of silence followed by the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Reading for today is October the 10th, Daily Reflections. Fixing me, not you. If somebody hurts us and we are sore, we are in the wrong also. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 90. What a freedom I felt when this passage was pointed out to me. Suddenly I saw that I could do something about my anger. I could fix me instead of trying to fix them. I believe that there are no exceptions to the axiom. When I am angry, my anger is always self-centered. I must keep reminding myself that I am human, that I am doing the best I can, and when the best is sometimes poor, so I ask God to remove my anger and truly set me free. I'm Fernando Alcoholic, and you know what I'm going to say next. My experience is to thank God that my anger flew off the handle. To thank God I got ticked and pissed and lost it. Thank God that I'm afraid. Thank God that I have a bill. A credit card. The idea is to not have the problems on my shoulders. For, for me, is understand that I can stand on top of my problems by thanking my higher power for the problems. Uh, my, my higher power is strong enough to switch it. And the other thing is to stop talking about my problems and start talking the solution. What is the solution? Thanking God is the solution. Thanking God for the problem is a solution. Hard to believe, huh? People tell me that's the stupidest thing they ever heard of, and a year later, they die. You know? It's, it's a positive attitude, guys, that keeping one's heads up, sights up, keep your sights up by thanking God for the problem and see what happens. Do it for a year. Do it for three months. Just make a commitment that to be good be a commitment to, to be good and to thank God for every problem that comes your way and see how drastically. I told that to a sponsor of mine who had 44 years, 47 years at that time. He's got 47 now, my sponsor. But at that time, uh, at 44, 45 years, it was a, it was a radical concept. And he started uh, giving me feedback that say that is working. It causes us to be at ease to be tranquil and to access a higher power, to access higher wisdom, higher enthusiasm, higher results, higher joy. It's, it's the right way to act in this scheme of life, you know, to give mercy and give the benefit of the doubt by thanking God for the person. And now I'll work on myself with that anger, with that energy, I'll strive to, to learn the book better. I'll strive to understand each word properly. I'll strive to do a better fourth and fifth step. I'll strive to better be ready for the newcomer when they show up. Or the ones I'm working with, you know. Amen. All right, let's move on to uh, October 11th. Curbing mm -hmm. Rashness. Curbing rashness. When we speak or act hastily or rashly, the ability to be fair-minded and tolerant evaporates on the spot. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 91. Being fair-minded and tolerant is a goal toward which I must work daily. I ask God, as I understand Him, to help me to be loving and tolerant to my loved ones and to those with whom I am close contact. I ask for guidance to curb my speech when I am agitated, and I take a moment to reflect on the emotional upheavals my words may cause, not only to someone else, but also to myself. Prayer, meditation, and inventories are the key to sound thinking and positive actions for me. I'm Fernando Alcoholic. It's amazing how... <clears throat> Fair-minded intolerance evaporates on the spot. When I become uh, complaining, condescending, uh, conde <clears throat> I lose my peace. Right away, right on the spot. 
you know. But my sound thinking and, and positive action for me, it, it depends on my meditation with God. Especially when I'm doing construction work and I'm working on somebody's house. They're so used to being uh, clean, not having tools all over the place and everything. And especially if they're elderly, they, they start to irritate you if you're working there for, for weeks on end. And um, they start getting in the way of the production. And, uh, and being so, I tried everything. I tried asking God to give me more patience. That didn't work. I, I asked God to curb my mouth. That didn't work. I asked God to uh, uh, help me sleep early so I can get a good night's rest and hit it again. Uh, we were remodeling some bathrooms and um, that didn't work. You know what worked for me? I asked God that I wanted to be joyful with him. That's it. God, I just want to be joyful with you. And God granted me that. And you know what happened? I was so full of joy and love that whatever they said didn't activate my thinking. Whatever words they threw at me, uh, they just bounced right off of me. It was like having a shield of love, a shield that their words cannot penetrate. I was standing on a higher level, on a higher realm. So that's my experience, folks. That's honest to goodness, my experience. All right, moving right along. October 13, unremitting inventories. Continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. When these crop up, we ask God at once to remove them. We discuss them with someone immediately and make amends quickly if we, are, if we have harmed anyone. Then we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help. Alcoholic Anonymous, page 84. The immediate, and it, excuse me, the immediate admission of wrong thoughts or actions is a tough task for most human beings. But for recovering alcoholics like me, it is difficult because of my propensity toward ego, fear, and pride. The freedom the AA program offers me becomes more abundant when through unremitting inventories of myself, I admit, acknowledge, and accept responsibility for my wrongdoing. It is possible then for me to grow into a deeper and better understanding of humility. My willingness to admit when the fault is mine facilitates the progression of my growth and helps me to become more understanding and helpful to others. I'm Fernando Alcoholic. Continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. When these crop up, we ask God at once to remove them. We discuss them with someone immediately and make amends quickly if we have harmed anyone. Then we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help. Cool. We go up to the person and say, hey, I was wrong. I'm sorry. And, and be good with somebody that we are in good standing. Um, I ask God... When these things crop up, I just got to imagine that I have, uh, there's a snake living in my subconscious mind and the snake will pop up and it's either wanting to drink or wanting to hate someone, wanting to start a brawl. It's, it's, it's living there from my old drinking days and it seems to be alive and well when I get into uh, irritation and I'm running late and I haven't slept. There's two things I can do. I can pray for the my new sponsees. I can pray for them, my thoughts on them, how can I best serve them, or send them a little text. And I can thank God for the snake, <clears throat> my bad character defects that's popping up. Now we can do something about it. Now we identify the problem. Now we can go after it. With God's help, through thanking God that I have a problem, it, it allows me to, uh, to do something about it. Amen. I'm Fernando Alcoholic. Thank you very much for coming in today and thanking God. I resolutely to turn my thoughts to Him and thank Him for the situation. All right. Thanks for coming in. Okay, let's go ahead and pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Stay. AA thought for the day. When new members come into my AA group, do I make a special effort to make them feel at home? Do I put myself out to listening to them, even if their ideas of AA are vague? Do I make it a habit to talk to all new members myself, or do I often leave that to someone else? I may not be able to help them, but then again, it may be something that I may say that would put them on the right track. When I see any members sitting alone, do I put myself out to be nice to them, or do I stay among my own special friends and leave them out in the cold? Are all new AAs my responsibility? Meditation for today. You have let go and surrender to a higher power. Step three. And it has worked a miracle in your life. Sharing the message with others who share your same diseases keep you connected to your higher power, to AA and to your sobriety. View your work within the fellowship in this light. Try to do your day's work the way you believe God wants you to do it. Never shrink any responsibility and often going out of your way to be of service. Prayer for the day. I pray that I may serve well this fellowship that I have needed and that needs me. I pray that I may be willing to go out of my way to be of service. Amen. Always, always keep an eye out for the newcomer. That's what we do. <clears throat> now the reading for October the 10th for Fixing Me, Not You, AA Daily Reflection says, If somebody hurts us and we are sore, we, we are in the wrong also. 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, page 90. If I respond, I'm in the wrong also. What a freedom I felt when this passage was pointed out to me. Suddenly I saw that I could do something about my anger. I could fix me instead of trying to fix them. I believe that there are no exceptions to this axiom. When I am angry, my anger is always self-centered. I must keep reminding myself that I am human, that I am doing the best I can, even when that best is something sometimes poor. So I ask God to remove my anger and truly set me free. Amen. Fernando Alcoholic, I'm over here in Northern California. I went to a fellowship that started in 1957, the Concord Fellowship this morning. I'm up visiting the, the wife and the in-laws and hitting some meetings. I came up to see my older son, Fernando Jr., receive some gifts as the pastor of the church had a appreciation, and I was a surprise guests from out of town and there was about 70 people there and lots of food a lot of accolades for my son and i told the crowd when it was my turn to speak that when i was when my son was young about nine years old i would sit him down at the real estate office and have him copy scriptures and proverb he would have to copy two three of them before he can go out and play and he and I today I still have those ones, and then when I would take him to church with his cowboy boots and his cowboy outfit, he would uh, he would respond to the he would respond to this to the speaker calling for salvation, and um, and then he dragged me up to the altar too, so that's you know the Christ changed his life early. And I never seen him drink, cuss, or smoke a cigarette. And now he's 50 years old. <clears throat> so, but the principles of AA were early planted in his heart, my heart, about that time in the early 80s. And my other son, too. I haven't seen him drink. I have, I have seen him not work for a long time. <laughs> but I haven't seen him... Uh, get in trouble all right well moving right along just wanted to let you know that the 
the points today is that uh, when I came to Alcoholic Anonymous, I had a lot of good intentions, a lot of good baggage, that someday I was going to finish this, someday I was going to do that. And that, that day never came, and I didn't finish that stuff, of course. The other thing is about the prayers, the 11-step prayer, the which is the St. Francis prayer, but the other prayers are the Benjamin Franklin prayer. Benjamin Franklin was groomed to be in the clergy. As he grew up, he became independent by being his own printer, his own business. And with that, they couldn't pull him away. And uh, he did not want to be giving sermons to a bunch of uh, hot potatoes. But he wanted to be out there in the uh, where all the raw souls were at and write to them to get them in a straight and narrow. I believe Benjamin Franklin did what God wanted him to do. And he, he came up with a prayer. Again, he was a scientist. And like a lot of blueprint scientists, Lear thinking, he found a prayer that would be constantly bringing resources to him and supplies. And this is the way the prayer went. He say, Bountiful Father, merciful guide, powerful goodness, dictate to me my truest interest and strengthen my resolutions to perform what the Spirit dictates. Accept my kind offices to your other children as the only way to pay back for your continued favors to me. Amen. With that, he kept an open stream of resources coming in to... Uh, so he can have and help others. So he did a great thing. Today I went to the, uh, like I said, I went to that, the, uh, the first one, Concord Fellowship. And we, hit, we, uh, we read the, uh, on the Concord we did as Bill sees it. And how about having a spiritual awakening. So that was pretty cool. The spiritual awakening comes to me in different in different uh, situations, um, a spiritual awakening is a beautiful thing. And then the second topic on the other meeting, on the second meeting, in the fully clothed and right meeting, right mind here in Anticoc, the over there they were talking about um, about willingness, honesty, and humility. Willingness, honesty, and humility. It says, common sense then became uncommon sense. Bill W. says that his newfound thinking was to be tested the way God wanted him to be. So he found uh, that his common sense was getting him into trouble. In other words, my best thinking got me here. That's what they're saying with that common sense became uncommon sense. And you know why? Because it still had to do the third, fourth, fifth step. Still had to do the sixth and seventh step and address the character victim, the difficulties, character defects. So once more, the person can become, have healthy common sense. Once you have a healthy common sense connected with God, connected with others, connected with a group, satisfaction of soul of dealing service, then you can have common sense. But a lot of people's common sense, like mine, were not proper, right. We, we, had, we, had un, we, we weren't facing reality. And we thought that was our common sense. Anyway, thank you so much for coming in today and listening. And we have one more, one more reading. is uh, King Solomon. His Proverbs for today. Chapter 10. A wise child brings joy to a father. A foolish child brings grief to a mother. Tainted wealth has no lasting value, but right living can save your life. The Lord will not let the godly go hungry, but he refuses to satisfy the craving of the wicked. Lazy people are soon poor. Hard workers get rich. A wise youth harvests in the summer, but one who sleeps during harvest is a disgrace. 
The godly are showered with blessings. The words of the wicked conceal with violence intentions. We have happy memories of the godly, but the name of the wicked person rots away. A the wise are glad to be instructed. The babbling fool fall flat on their faces. People with integrity walk safely, but those who follow crooked path will be exposed. People who wink at wrong cause trouble, but a but a reproof promotes peace. People who wink at wrong causes trouble, but a reproof, what's a reproof? It's a two by four in the back. It's a wrought iron in the back. A reproof, pain promotes peace. The words of the godly are a life-giving fountain. The words of the wicked conceal violence intentions. Hatred stirs up quarrels, but love makes up for all offenses. Wow. Amen. Hatred stirs up quarrels, but love ma makes up for all offenses. Love is the principal thing. Wise words come from the lips of people with understanding, but those lacking sense will be beaten with a rod. Woo. The wealth, the wise people treasure knowledge, but the babbling of fools invites disaster. Wise people treasure on knowledge, but the babbling of fools invites disaster. The wealth of the rich is their fortress. The poverty of the poor is their destruction. The earnings of the godly enhance their lives. But evil people squander their money. People who accept discipline are on a All right, what's the next one here? Sorry, guys, I dozed off a little bit. The wealth of the rich is their fortress, and then the poverty of the poor is their destruction. The earnings of the godly enhance their lives, but evil people squander their money on sin. People who accept discipline are on the path to life, but those who ignore correction will go astray. It's very important that we get discipline with a two-by-four by God, but other situations by ourselves, to be still and wait on God and be disciplined. Remember, without discipline, how much trouble we get, get ourselves into. People who accept discipline are on the pathway of life, but those who ignore correction will go astray. Hiding hatred makes you a liar. Slandering others makes you a fool. Too much talk leads to sin. Be sensible and keep your mouth shut. The words of the godly are like sterling silver. The heart of fools is worthless. The words of the godly encourage many, but fools are destroyed by their lack of the common sense. The blessings of the Lord makes a person rich, and he has no sorrow with it. Again, the blessing of the Lord makes a person rich, and he has no sorrow with it. Again, the blessing of the Lord it makes one rich, and he has no sorrow with it. Amen. Amen. Doing wrong is fun for a fool, but living wisely brings pleasure to a, the senses. The fear of the wicked will be fulfilled. The hopes of the godly will be granted. When the storm come, the wicked are whirled away. But, but but the godly have a lasting foundation. Lazy people irritate their employers like vinegar to the teeth or smoke in the eyes. Fear of the Lord enhances one's length of life, but the years of the wicked are soon cut off. The hopes of the godly result in happiness, but the expectations of the wicked come to nothing. The way of the Lord is stronghold to those with integrity but it destroys the wicked. The godly will never be disturbed, but the wicked will be removed from the hand. 
the mouth of the godly person gives wise advice. The lips of the godly speak helpful words, but the mouth of the wicked speaks perverse words. So thank you very much for coming on today's podcast. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Let's go ahead and close with the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Give them heaven. Have a great time. Bye. Thank you, everyone, for coming into a Zoom class today. We're going to get get ourselves started with the uh, set-aside prayer. Lord, I set aside for everything I think I know about you, about my fellow man, this program, for a fresh new revelation. Amen. And these things. Okay, serenity prayer, please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. All right, page 86, will you please uh, hit it off, Rick? Sure. On waking and listening about the 24 hours ahead, we consider our plans for the day before we even begin. We ask God to direct us in our thinking, especially asking that he would divorce us from self-pity, dishonest, and self-seeking motives. Under these conditions, we can employ our mental faculties with insurance. Right for all God gives brains to use. Our thought life will... Uh, been placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is clear of wrong motives. And thinking about about our day, we may face any decisions. We may not be able to determine which course to take. Here's what we ask God for inspiration and intuitive thought or decision. We relax. We take it easy. We don't we don't struggle. We we we're, we are often surprised how often uh, how the right uh, answers come after we've done this for a while. We used to be the hunting occasional inspiration because gradually it becomes a working part of the mind. Being still the experience we have having just made contact with God, it is not probable that we are going to be inspired at all times. We might pay for the presumption of all sorts of obscure actions and ideas. Nevertheless, we find that our thinking will, as time passes, be more and more on the plane of inspiration we come to rely upon. We usually conclude the period of meditation with a prayer that would be shown all through the day what our next step is to be, that we be given whatever we need to take such problems, to take care of such problems. We ask especially for freedom from self-will and are careful to make no requests for ourselves only. We may ask for ourselves, however, if others will be helped. We're careful never to pray for our own selfish ends. Many of us have wasted a lot of time doing that and it doesn't work. You can easily see why. If circumstances warrant, we ask our wives or friends to join us in morning meditation. If we belong to a religious denomination which requires a definite morning devotion, we attend to that also. If not members of religious bodies, we sometimes select and memorize a few set prayers which emphasize the principles we have been discussing. There are many helpful books also suggested about these may be obtained from one's priest, minister, or rabbi. Be quick to see where religious people are right. Make use of what they offer. As we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful. We ask for the right thought or action. We constantly remind ourselves we are no longer running the show. Humbly saying to ourselves, many times we can say that will be done. We are in much less danger of excitement, fear, anger, worry, self-pity, or foolish decisions. We become more and more efficient. And as we... As we, well, we we do not tire so easily, we are, we are not bringing up energy foolishly as we did when we were trying to arrange our lives to suit ourselves. It works. It really does. Amen. Page 416, please. It helped me a great deal to become convinced that alcoholism was a disease, not a moral issue. That I had been drinking as a result of a compulsion, even though I had not been aware of that compulsion at that time. And that sobriety was not a matter of willpower. The people of AA had something that looked much more better than what I had. But I was afraid to let go of what I had in order to try something new. 
there was a certain sense of security in the familiar. At last, acceptance proved to be the key to my drinking problem. After I'd been around AA for seven months, taping off alcohol pills, now finding the program working very well, I was finally able to say, Okay, God, it is true that I, of all people, strange as it may seem, and even though I didn't give my permission, really, really am an alcoholic of sorts, and it, it is all right with me. Now what am I going to do about it? When I stopped living in the problem and began living in the answer, the problem went away from that moment on. I have not had a single compulsion to drink. And sometimes the answer to all my problems today is on disturbance because I find some person, place, thing, or situation in the fact of my life unacceptable to me. But I can find no serenity until I accept that person, place, thing, or situation being exactly the way it's supposed to be at the moment. Nothing, absolutely nothing happens in God's world by mistake. And until I accept my alcoholism, I could not stay sober. Unless I accept life on completely on life's terms, I cannot be happy. I need to concentrate not so much on what needs to be changed in the world, but what needs to be changed in me and my attitudes. Shakespeare said, all the world is staged, and all the men and women are merely players. He forgot to mention that I, I was a chief critic, that I was always... I was always able to see the flaw in every person, in every situation, and I was always glad to point it out because I knew he wanted perfection, just as I did. AA and acceptance has taught me that there's a bit of good in the worst of us and a bit of bad in the best of us. And we're all children of God, and we each have the right to be here. When I complain about you, when I tell you, when I complain about me or about you, I'm complaining about God's handiwork. I'm saying I know better than God. For years, I was sure that the worst thing that can happen to a nice guy like me that would be that I would become an alcoholic. Today, I find it is the best thing that has ever happened to me. This proves I don't know what's good for me, and if I don't know what's good for me, then and then I don't know what's good or bad for you or for anyone's. So I am better off if I don't give advice, don't figure I know what's best, and just accept life on life terms, as it is today, especially my own life, as it actually is. Before AA, I judged myself by my intentions while the world was judging me by my actions. Acceptance has been the answer to my marital problems. It is as though AA has given me a new pair of glasses. Max and I have been married now for 35 years prior to our marriage. When she was a shy, scrawny adolescent, I was able to see things in her that others couldn't necessarily see. Things like beauty, charm, gaiety, a gift of being easy to talk to, a sense of humor, and many other fine qualities. It was as if I had, rather than a Midas touch, which turned everything to gold, a magnifying mind that magnified whatever it focused on. Over the years, as I thought about Max, her good qualities grew and grew, and we married, and all these qualities became more and more apparent to me, and we were happier and happier. But then, as I drank more and more, the alcohol seemed to affect my vision. Instead of continuing to see what was good about my wife, I began to see her defects, and the more I focused my mind on her defects, the more they grew and multiplied, every defect I pointed out to her became greater and greater. Each time I told her she was a nothing, she receded a little more into nowhere. The more I drank, the more she wilted. Then one day at AA, I was told that I had my lens on my glasses backwards and the courage to change and the serenity for men, not that I should change my marriage, but rather I should change my, myself and learn to accept my spouse as she was. AA has given me a new pair of glasses. I can then focus on my wife's good qualities and watch them grow, grow, and grow. I cannot, <clears throat> I, I can't do one and the same with the AA meeting. And the more I focus my mind on these defects, late starts, long drunk or lungs, cigarette smoke, and the worse the meeting becomes. But when I can see what I got to add to the meeting, rather than what I can get out of it, I then can focus my mind on good on what's good about it, rather than what's wrong with it. <clears throat> the meaning keeps getting better and better. When I focus on my good, um, on a good day, I have a good day. When I, focus on my, when I focus on what's bad, I have a bad day. If I focus on a problem, the problem increases. If I smoke, focus on the answer, the answer increases. Amen. Page 420, please. Perhaps the best thing of all for me is to remember that my serenity is inversely proportional to my expectations. The higher my expectations of Max and other people are, 
the lowers my serenity. I can watch my serenity level rise when I discard my expectations, but then my rise try to move in, and they too can force my serenity level down. I have to discard my rights as well as my expectations by asking myself, how important is it really? How important is it compared to my serenity, my emotional sobriety? And when I place more value on my serenity and sobriety than anything else, I can maintain them at a higher level, at least for the time being. Acceptance is the key to my relationship with God today. I never just sit and do nothing while waiting for him to tell me what to do. Rather, I do whatever is in front of me to be done, and I leave the results up to him, however it turns out. That's God's will for me. I must keep my magic magnifying mind on my acceptance and off my expectations for my serenity is directly proportional to my level of acceptance. When I remember this, I can see I never had it so good. Thank God for AA. Page 552, please. He said, in effect, if you have resemblance and you wish to be free of, you will pray for that person or that thing that you present and you'll be free. You will ask for it in prayer for everything that you want for yourself to be given to them. You will be free. Ask for their health, their prosperity, their happiness, and you will be free. Even if you don't mean it and, and your, your prayers are only words and you don't, and you don't mean it, Go ahead, do it anyways. Do it every day for two weeks, and you will find that you come to mean it and want it for them, and you will realize where you used to feel bitterness, resentment, and hatred. You now feel compassion, understanding, and love. It worked for me then, and it worked for me every time I'm willing to work it. It worked for me then, and it will work for me many times since. And I will, it will work for me every time I'm willing to work it, and sometimes... I have to ask for the willingness, but it too comes. And because it works for me, it'll work for all of us. And another great man says, the only world freedom a human being can ever know is doing what he ought to do because he wants to do it. This great experience has released me from the bondage of hatred and replaced it with, with love and really just another affirmation of the truth I know. I get everything I need of in Alcoholics Anonymous and everything I need I get and when I get what I need I invariably find that it's just what I wanted all the time. Amen. Page 100 please. Both you and the new man must walk day by day in the path of spiritual progress. If you persist remarkable things will happen. When we look back we realize that the things which came to us when we put ourselves in God's hands were better than anything we could have planned. Follow the dictates of a higher power and you will presently live in a new and wonderful world, no matter what your present circumstance. Page 83, please. 80 what? 83. 83? Yes, sir. Europeans thinking about this phase of our development and we will be amazed before we're halfway through. We're going to know a new freedom, a new freedom and... We will know a new happiness. We will not regret the past or shut the door on it. We will comprehend the word serenity. And we will know peace no matter how far down the scale we have gone. We will see how our experience can benefit others and the feeling of usefulness and self-pity will disappear. We will lose interest in selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. Self-seeking will slip away. Our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. Fear people in economic insecurity will leave us, and we will intuitively know how to handle situations that used to baffle us. We will suddenly realize God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. Are these extravagant promises? We think not. They are being fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. They will always materialize for us if we work for them. Amen. Work, work, work. 85, please, page 85. It is easy to let up on the spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. We are headed for trouble if we do, for alcohol is settle full. We are not cured of alcoholism. What we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. Every day is a day when we must carry the vision of God's will into all our activities. How can I best serve thee? Thy will, not mine, be done. These are thoughts which must go with us constantly. We can exercise our willpower along this line. All we wish, it is the proper use of the will. 
Much has already been said about receiving strength, inspiration, and direction from him who has all knowledge and power. If we have carefully followed directions, we have begun to sense the flow of his spirit into us. To some extent, we have become God conscious. We have begun to develop this vital sixth sense, but we must go further, and that means more action. Page 76, please. 76. 76? Uh-huh. When really we say something like this, my creator, I'm now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray now that you move me of every single defect of character which stands in my way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me the strength so I go out there and do your bidding. Amen. We have now completed step seven. Amen. Page 63. We were now at step three. Many of us said to our maker as we understood him. God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. We thought well before taking this step, making sure we were ready that we could at last abandon ourselves utterly to him. Page 43, please. 23? Yes, sir. Twenty-three. Forty-three. 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 Once more. All right. Yeah. Uh, once more, the alcohol at certain times has no effect on his mental defenses for strength, except for a few rare cases, demon or any other human being can can provide a, such a defense. This defense must come from a higher power. Dean, beautiful, wonderful. Thank you very much. God bless you guys. Let's go ahead and close with the Lord's Prayer. <coughs> Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back. It's working. It's working. Thank you much for coming to today's podcast. I'm Fernando. I'm a colleague. Appreciate. Appreciate. Let's go ahead and open this meeting with a moment of silence, followed by the third step prayer, please. God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, of thy love, of thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Amen. All right, we're going to be reading today uh, Daily Reflections uh, 14 and see how far we get into 15 and 16. October 15, my checklist, not yours. Gossip bar with our anger, a polite form of murder by character assassination, has its satisfaction for us too. Here, we are not trying to help those we criticize. We are trying to proclaim our own righteousness. 12 steps and 12 traditions. Page 67. Sometimes I don't realize that I gossip about someone until the end of the day when I take an inventory of the day's activities and then my gossiping appears like a blemish in my beautiful day. How could I have said something like that? Gossip show is ugly head during a coffee break or lunch with business associates, or I may gossip during the evening when I'm tired from the day's activities and feel justified in bolstering my ego at the expense of someone else. Character defects like gossip sneak into my life when I am not making a constant effort to work the 12 steps of recovery. I need to remind myself that my uniqueness is the blessing of my being, and that applies equally to everyone who crosses my path in life's journey. 
Today, the only inventory I need to take is my own. I'll leave judgment of others to the final judge, divine providence. I'm Fernando Alcoholic, and yes, uh, judging, it's really interesting that they use the word judge because, you know, we're, we're to be kind and be just. So to be just is to, is to have justice on your side. In other words, call a duck a duck and uh, a dangerous person a dangerous person. Uh, uh, you know, we are to judge for safety matters and people and wolves, you know, coming around and taking care of the flock, if you will. Uh, to kick back and say nothing is to let evil run. When a person is um, mouthing the, uh, the group or someone else, and, uh, you know, the truth always prevails, the honest with honesty and, and courage. So uh, this kind of gossiping attack right here is really when you're tearing some other individual, say, oh, he thinks he's all that great because he makes coffee or oh, he thinks he's all that great because he runs the meeting. You know, it's lonely to be a secretary, you know, and the people that do the gossiping usually are not helping out. That's the way it's been since the pilgrims came over here. They were always uh, the complainers or the people that didn't want to do hard labor. You had your, your journalists, your insurance agents, or your anyone that had to do with paperwork, they didn't want to do hard labor. And hard labor is good to the soul. And being a secretary and carrying the books, making the coffee is hard labor. And God says that if we do his work well, or the promises of the big book says, if we do the on page 62, that we will be rewarded if we do his work well. So that thing about not expecting rewards, well, the book says that we will be rewarded. Okay. Uh, Page 62. Let me go ahead and read that to you. It says, when we perform his work well, it says in page 63, excuse me, when we sincerely took such a position, all sorts of remarkable things follow. We had a new employer. Being all powerful, he provided what we needed if we kept close to him and perform his work well. Established on such a footing, we became less and less interested in ourselves and little plans and designs. More and more, we became interested in seeing what we could contribute to life as we felt new power flow in, as we enjoyed peace of mind, as we discovered we could face life successfully. As we became conscious of his presence, we began to lose our fear of today, tomorrow, or the hereafter. We were reborn. So, putting... A trip or something off for keeping my commitment in the meeting, you know, and staying there at the meeting and being consistent when when all else, when you're traveling and making it in the middle of the night or early in the morning to make your meeting, all that is is good recovery. All that is positive recovery. Okie doke. Let's go ahead and move on. Let's see what... Uh, Oh, that was 15 I just read to you. October 14 is a program for living. When we retire at night, we constructively review our day. On awaking, let us think about the 24 hours ahead. Before we begin, we ask God to direct our thinking, especially asking that it be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives. Alcoholics Anonymous, page 86. I lack serenity with more to do than seems possible. I fell further behind no matter how hard I tried. Worries about things not done yesterday and fear tomorrow's deadlines denied me the calm I needed to be effective each day. Before taking step 10 and 11, I began to read passages like the one cited above. I tried to focus on God's will not my problems, and to trust that he would manage my day, it worked, slowly, but it worked. I'm Fernando Alcoholic. Uh, this has been my experience, too. When I have so much to do and get the meeting done, 
I pray with someone, either with the wife or a newcomer. I say, hey, let's let's take a moment and surrender and say the uh, third step prayer. Let's take a moment and surrender. And then, you know, we just acknowledge and I ask God that I trust you to manage the day to, to the best of, of what he will have us to do. And it amazingly works out, you know, it seems like the work is cutting butter easily and the time fits in just right. You may be gasping and panting, but the work gets done. All right. October 16, moving on. Throughout each day, this is not an overnight matter. It should continue for a lifetime. Page 84, Alcock Anonymous. During my early years in AA, I saw step 10 as a suggestion that I periodically look at my behavior and reactions. If there was something wrong, I should admit it. If an apology was necessary, I should give one. After a few years of sobriety, I felt it should undertake a self-examination more frequently, that I should take one more frequently. Not until several more years of sobriety had left that I realized the full meaning of step 10 and the word continued. Continued does not mean occasionally or frequently. It means throughout each day. Amen. Okay, let's go for one more. 17, October 17. A daily tune-up. Every day is a day where we must carry the vision of God's will into all our activities. Alcoholic Anonymous, page 85. How do I maintain my spiritual condition? For me, it's quite simple. On a daily basis, I ask my higher power to grant me the gift of sobriety for that day. I have talked to many alcoholics who have gone back to drinking, and I always ask them, Did you pray for sobriety the day you took your first drink? Not one of them said yes. As I practice step 10 and try to keep my house in order on a daily basis, I have the knowledge that if I ask for daily reprieve, it will be granted. Amen. Getting, Fernando Alcoholic, getting on my knees and ask God for a sober day. And you know, sober, sober means more than not just taking a drink. It's being aware of loved ones, being aware that I'm capable of love, of receiving and giving love. Uh, receiving and giving appreciation, receiving and giving laughter, joy, humor, to be all the way live, and to receive the idea that this life was meant for enjoyment, to enjoy the process and not uh, tolerate it. All right, let's go ahead and close out with the uh, Lord's Prayer, please. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back. It's working, family.